What is up? Welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. You've got your girl Laura here in the home studio, and I'm so excited to chat with you today. We are going to be talking about mindset for athletes. All right, what is what is up, my bikini babes? Do you want to explain and talk about a little bit what's going on with me as as it relates to our topic today? Mindset for athletes: how to have a strong mindset, how to have that mamba mentality, or whatever you'd like to call it. So, for me personally, I started working with a sports psychologist recently. I've done a few sessions so far, and I think it's going to be something that will hopefully be very helpful for me to level up as an athlete. And one of the things we are working on outside of trying to apart some of my self-limiting beliefs, which all of us do have, none of us are without those or without negative self-talk. That's just part of being human. Outside of that, I am having a little bit of a hard time backing off my marijuana use. So for those of you that have followed me here on the podcast or on Instagram for a long, long time, you may know about this. I don't talk about it too much because honestly, it is it is a little bit of a taboo subject in some ways. And I guess, to be honest, maybe I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. It does, it does make me nice and congested when I am using it regularly. And I go through phases where I can cut it out completely and I'm good. And then I go through phases where I have a really hard time sleeping at night. And then it becomes this crutch that I'm leaning on to help me sleep um, but it does have some some after effects that I'm not crazy about. And I know that the quality of sleep that I'm getting is not good because I know I mouth breathe when I when I um I'm smoking. So anyways, back to the topic of mindset, sports mentality, and all of that. I, I want to share with you guys some tips that are helpful. And I do want to share more as I go go down this path of, you know, kind of working with a psychologist, quasi-therapist to help me pick apart a lot of these self-limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. But before we do that, I figured I would put out an episode that's just some really basic information, not just to win as an athlete, but to win in life, right? And so these are these are tips and things we can apply regardless of whether we're on prep, regardless of whether we're in an off-season or regardless of whether we compete or not, even if we're maybe we're just someone who likes fitness and we're dabbling and we're trying to learn more about competing. And that's why you turned on the episode today. So these are tips that anyone can hopefully gain some some value out of. So let's just jump right into it. My first tip for you ladies or guys is going to be set clear goals. So we really want to have a clear idea of what we're wanting to achieve. So that way we can focus our energy efforts all in the right direction. So the best way to do this is typically those SMART goals, meaning specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. So rather than just saying, I want to lose weight, saying I want to lose 15 pounds as part of my 12-week competition prep and uh, you know win my class or, or whatever that might be. So there's a difference between a vague goal and a specific goal. So really understanding what those goals are, and I, I truly, truly encourage you, if you're not doing this already, you need to write down your goals, preferably on paper, not in a note on your phone, not on your computer. Write your goals down on a piece of paper. The level of reality that comes into play when we actually write things down on paper is so much more concrete and real when you do that. So so write those goals down and make them... a. Uh, make them clear. My next tip is to develop a positive attitude. This is a big difference I see with both clients, 
with myself during different phases and your success is going to be dictated by not only the strength of your mind, but how persistent you can be, how much you can persevere and being able to be positive is going to allow you to do that. So try to cultivate that positive attitude, focus on your strengths, focus on the progress you've made rather than dwelling on your weaknesses or times that you feel like you failed. We're going to get more of what we think about all the time. So if we're constantly dwelling on failures, weaknesses, etc., we're likely going to experience more things like that in our life versus if we celebrate our wins, celebrate our successes, and focus on our momentum moving in the right direction. Let's move on to tip number three. And this is going to be this is going to be a longer one, but it's actually a multi-part tip. And this is going to be practicing mindfulness. And mindfulness is a technique that helps us stay focused, helps us stay present and be in the moment. So we want to incorporate things that relate to this, things like deep breathing, meditation and visualization into our routines. So deep breathing, for example, this is a really effective way to reduce our stress and anxiety, calm our mind and body, and improve our overall well-being. So when we're feeling stressed or anxious before a competition, taking a few deep breaths can help us feel centered and focused. And it doesn't have to even be on competition day. It can be in prep or in off-season when we're just starting to feel overwhelmed. So try deeply inhaling through your nose, hold your breath for a few seconds, and then exhaling slowly through your mouth. And you want to repeat this process a few times until you feel more relaxed and centered. What I also really, really love is I teach all of my bikini wellness prep athletes. I teach them stomach vacuums. I teach a lot of my lifestyle clients those as well. And that is a very effective core exercise, but it's also a breathing exercise. So any Anytime that we are doing a breathing exercise, it's helping to calm our nervous system. And because the vacuums, the fact that we're using our stomach, we need to have an empty stomach to do them properly. So a lot of times it's best to just wake up first thing in the morning, do your stomach vacuums and move on with your day because you don't want to have any food in your stomach. And so for me personally, and I think for many of my clients, I, I really enjoy doing that in the morning. It starts my day off on the right note. It helps calm down a lot of the anxieties and worries that can pop up that second we switch off the alarm clock. So I really love that too as a technique. And just know for any of you ladies out there, if you're interested in learning stomach vacuums, but maybe your coach doesn't know how to do them or you've never really learned them, you can book a virtual posing session with me and I'd be happy to teach you how to do that and how to stabilize your core on stage. So you can always book one of those too. But let's move on and let's talk about visualization. This is another really powerful tool for improving our performance. We want to visualize ourselves performing well, doing our routines well. It's going to help us build our confidence, reduce anxiety, and improve our overall mindset. So you want to visualize yourself on stage. So you want to visualize yourself on stage, executing the routine flawlessly and placing how you want. This is a tool that so many of the top athletes in the world have talked about doing. Famous basketball players like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all talked about doing this before games, imagining themselves winning, you know, or shooting that that winning free throw to win the finals or win the game. So I highly encourage you to do that. This is this is something I've always done throughout my preps. I would typically do it during my cardio and I would really visualize myself on stage. I would visualize myself winning. I would visualize myself winning a sword even though I haven't won a sword just yet. My uh, psychologist is suggesting that I incorporate this into my bedtime routine. So I'm excited to be trying that this week. But regardless, the higher level of detail you can visualize at, the more the more likely it is to help you. 
Our last mindfulness technique or tip is using meditation. And this is a practice that focuses our attention on a particular activity. Typically, we're focusing on our breathing. So a really simple way to do this. And, and you guys, don't get me wrong. Meditation is hard. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot more challenging than it seems or than it sounds. But I strongly encourage you to give it a try if it's something you've never done or if it's something you haven't done regularly. So what you can do is just... Find a quiet spot in, in your home or you know place you can sit. It could be outdoors, could be at a park. Sit on your booty and let your let your hands relax. You could place your hands on your lap and you're just going to close your eyes, focus on your breathing, and try to quiet your inner dialogue. It's going to be impossible to completely turn it off. As soon as we qui- try to quiet our mind, we close our eyes, it becomes apparent to all of us how loud and how much inner dialogue is going on constantly. So anytime you find your mind floating off, thinking, letting that that inner dialogue bubble up, try to bring yourself back to your breathing. Try to come back to your breathing, listen to it, observe it, observe how you're feeling in your body and try to stay present. A great starting point for meditation is maybe five to 10 minutes. It really does not need to be long. And again, it is challenging. It is challenging, you guys. It's gonna really test your patience. It's going to test your mental fortitude, but doing just a few minutes of this each day is going to really have amazing benefits. I've had phases of life where I'm in a consistent meditation practice and I always feel so much better, so much happier, more positive, mentally tough than when I'm not doing it. So it's making me think I need to pull this one back into my routine as well. At the same time, I do think my my vacuum practice kind of hits that a little bit for me because I'm very diligent with that. So our next tip on staying motivated, this is huge. This is a huge piece of having a strong mindset. You need to find ways to keep yourself motivated. So some things like this could be giving yourself small rewards for reaching goals. And, you know, on prep that that likely can't be food. It can't be, you know, oh, I did my workout. Let me go have a dessert because you may never make it to show day. But what you can do is say, hey, you know, have I been really disciplined on my plan this week? Did I do everything I need to do? Okay, maybe I can treat myself to a pedicure. Maybe I can take a half day off work. Maybe I can buy myself a new workout set that I like within reason. Obviously, we're not trying to go into credit card debt to do any of these things. But think about some things that could be a little bit of a reward or a little bit of a treat for doing what you need to do. Again, something as simple as deciding, okay, maybe I'm going to take a flex half vacation day off at the end of the week on Friday so I can have a few hours to myself and just relax or whatever that may be. Another way to stay motivated, find a training partner. So if you don't if you don't have gym friends or gym buddies that you can work out with, that can be a huge way to help yourself stay plugged in, stay motivated. I have so many friends that I've worked out with over the years. Some are good training partners, some are not. So, you know, you're gonna have to probably figure that out for yourself. But I do have so many friends that are really plugged in and really dialed into competing. So that way I've got friends and loved ones I can commiserate with, I can vent to, I can catch up with, I can bounce ideas off of. And ultimately we help each other stay plugged in, stay motivated, stay dialed in and stay sharp. You guys, competing is so, so competitive these days. Even at the amateur level, you really need to give it your best effort if you want to be winning. That's at the amateur and the pro level. It is just so competitive nowadays, you guys. Next, we need to learn from our failures. So every person, every athlete experiences both setbacks and failures. So instead of letting these get us down, let's try to use them as an opportunity to learn, grow, and improve. They're a natural part of the learning process and they are opportunities for us to improve our skills and techniques. So rather than dwelling on them, instead, I would encourage you to take the time to analyze what went wrong and how you can improve. One tip that I got from my friend Shalan, who's another bikini pro, after 
or at one of the shows in 2021 that I did. She was a complete sweetheart. She's been invited to the Masters Olympia this year, and I'm so excited for her and happy for her. She deserves it. She gave me some really good advice of doing a post-show breakdown. So after each pro show, starting that year, which was my, my pro debut season, I started writing kind of both pros and cons in a list format after each show, because there are always things we can pick apart, even if it's as simple as, hey, I cannot, I am not skilled enough to do my own hair and makeup, or hey, maybe I should consider doing my own tan because it made things a lot more stress-free and the vendor tanning company seems to botch it every time I work with them. You know, even those little tidbits can help you bring your best and help you deliver a more consistent winning look to the stage. So analyze your failures, whether it's at work, competing, in your personal life. When you have a moment or you have something that doesn't go the way you want, sit back and really critique the why behind it. Be open to feedback from your coach, your friends, your mentors, and use the input, use the feedback, the constructive criticism you're getting to adjust your approach. Remember that failing or not delivering at your best, it's not a reflection of your worth or of your potential. It does not mean you are unworthy, but rather it's an opportunity to grow and learn, okay? With a growth mindset, we can turn our failures into opportunities for improvement and progress. And I've talked about growth mindset a lot on the podcast. You can go back to um, season one of Bikini Things. I believe the episode with my former engineering manager, Chris Schleich, we talked about that quite a bit. There's a difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Growth mindset means that we believe we can improve. We believe we can get better at things with enough work. A fixed mindset is more of a somewhat negative outlook that says we're all born with this specific amount of talents and abilities and we cannot ever change, which I think is BS, but teach their own. Okay, let's move on. We got two more to go, ladies. We're going to stay, we're going to focus on staying disciplined. Discipline is so huge for athletes. And in general, if you want to succeed in life, you need to develop some discipline. So make sure you're following a structured routine. That does not just mean your training. That means your nutrition. That means your recovery. That means your sleep schedule, your supplementation regimen, getting enough rest to keep your body and mind in top shape. You need to develop these routines. We will fall to the levels of our systems and processes. That's not me saying that. That comes from Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book. I highly recommend you guys pick up, check that out. That will help you think through some of your habits and routines, both both maybe habits you want to create and habits you want to get rid of. It's been something I I read through in my, my quest to primarily rid myself of, of weed, but um, not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm on my way. So it's been helpful. So again, stay disciplined, you guys. It's it's like a muscle. Discipline, willpower, etc. They're like our muscles. The more we use them, the stronger they get. So dive into it. Don't be afraid of it. It's okay to live with a little bit of temporary discomfort for the long-term gain and the long-term win. So just know that. And then the last one that I really want to go over today is surround ourselves with positive influences. The key being positive. We are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, right? That's an old saying. So make sure you are surrounding with yourself with people who support you, who encourage you, and who can help you maintain that strong mindset. So you want to seek out the coaches, the teammates, the mentors, the friends who can offer that good guidance, that motivation, people who are going to be positive influences. That doesn't mean that they're sunny and smiley and cheery and, you know, super, super positive 24-7, but that does mean they're there for you. They're giving you good direction. They're giving you good advice and they're holding you accountable to do what you set out to do. Okay. I think we covered a lot of a lot of ground today. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was valuable. Bikini Things is going to be back next week. 
I've got more great content for you babes. I will be bringing some guests in over the summer, so I'm very excited to share more with you guys. Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at bikini underscore things. You can follow me at Laura underscore IFBB pro. And if you want to book a virtual or in-person posing session with me, or you want to learn how to do a stomach vacuum or control your core better, go to prettyposing.as.me and that will pull up my booking page. So I cannot wait to bring out another episode for you guys. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll catch you in the next episode. (laughs) 